the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. We're back. It's another week of the Digital Movie Club. We got Patrick here, Justine, the brand new vegan. Jake is here. John is here. Jake's having a little drinky poo. First thing, Jake, what are you what are you drinking, Jake? I am drinking um was uh, Tennessee meal. Nice. Wow. Little Jack Daniels, little uh little uh, ginger beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just squeeze a lime in there? A little squeeze of lime. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it in a, in a in a in a brass uh, cup there. Or no, copper, I'm any. sorry, copper. Copper. No, no copper. Oh, so you're not really drinking a, a, an official one. Then. No, okay. well, I'm it. not. It's, it's close enough. By the way, that's bullshit. You can drink it in a glass and it's fine. All right. So you know. It just makes it extra cold. That's it. There you go. You you can't make something extra cold. It's, it's as cold as it's going to get without freezing. Extra cold. Actually, cold your fucking heart. You can't make something colder? What? You can't make it extra cold. It's as cold as it's going to be. It keeps it cold for longer. You mean if you don't put it, if you put an extra ice cube or two in there, it doesn't make it colder? You extra cold. There's no such thing as extra cold. Extra cold. Mm. It's as cold as so it's going to be. So if a customer said, can you make it, I, I want a, I want a uh, uh, if somebody asked you for a drink and they said, make it extra cold, what would you say to them? Uh, sure. <laughs> and you put more ice cubes in it. That's it. <laughs> Then you just make it the way you normally make it. That just you know, I see. It's like anything else. You know, I want a kamikaze on the rocks and make it extra cold, please. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay, sure. We you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> give it you one mumble. extra shake. <laughs> you mumble to yourself, you idiot. Yeah, that's why you wear a mask when you work now. All the retail workers love it because it's like, mm. hey, yeah, I'm smiling. Yeah, man, that's great. But working with a mask is mm. fantastic. I've now taken to mumbling to myself, and nobody can see my lips move, so it's great. That's right. I'm happy about it. All I do is I squint at people, a, and they think I'm smiling. I guess I have an everything bagel because it doesn't matter. I smell my own breath. Wow. No, you can't have an everything. You can't have an everything bagel now because you um, you're you're on the vegan thing. Is there mm. butter in? Is there milk products in a bagel? Yeah. A lot of things have, like, egg washes. But it is possible to make one without eggs, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, but then it's bread. There's something different about bagels. There's something missing in a bagel, isn't there? The center. (laughs) (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Oh, God, that was perfect. That was great. It is true, though. They are missing (laughs) <laughs> it's the old vaudeville team of smelted and delta <laughs> love it Ooh, that felt good you guys, you guys are on you guys I'm are crying. on today i like it we're gonna have to be on our toes i love it i'm crying that was beautiful that was a good one say patrick there's a huge fire at the shoe factory the other day <laughs> <laughs> yeah over two thousand souls were lost hey oh, nice we're gonna do some vaudeville jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> I understand souls. Vaudeville. Vaudeville. 
Oh, Jake was a form of comedy before your time, Jake. Jake would have loved Something vodka. Something you probably love. Yeah, I was going to say that's like right up your alley. I think. I think in another life, Jake was on vaudeville stage. Hey, by the way, vaudeville got mentioned in a movie uh, that we watched this week. I there think, you go. I think there's nothing like vaudeville. Is, I believe the quote. <laughs> yeah, man. Pumped up. Yeah. Yep. The great Sean Connery. So have you guys heard the news? Uh, Disney Disney Plus. Disney has to release. They're going to release the theatrical movie Mulan straight to Disney Plus. Stop it. And it's going to cost. Exciting. It's going to cost 30 bucks. Yep. To watch it once or to own it? You own it forever. But that's to watch it. But it's, 30, it? it's 30 bucks. Yep. It will not be free. What do you guys think of that? That's moment? about, that's like about that. what you'd pay for a D for a DVD, well, I mean, right? You think pay about how many people are watching it with that account. You have your whole family watching that movie. That's, that's less than what you would have paid if you went to a movie theater. That's true. But what if you're a, what if, let's say you're a, let's say you're a Jake and Sandy. You live together. That's two people. That still pays for it. It's yep. like fifteen bucks for a ticket. That's no, true. Then I gotta go to the then I gotta go to the drugstore and I gotta get some candy, get some popcorn. It's so much more expensive. Why do you go to the go to No the, no no? Because they're spending yeah, ten bucks on popcorn. If you go to the theater, it's ten bucks for a popcorn and nine bucks for a coke. Going, why are you going to the druggist? Like you don't need to buy popcorn now. The druggist? <laughs> What, the, <laughs> what year is this? What is this? What are you, you talking going to, about vaudeville? You go to you go to Mr. Gowers to get freaking. You go to Mr. Gowers Mr. Gower, to get some me? to get some circus <laughs> peanuts for the moving yeah, picture. Mr. Gower. <laughs> I'm going to. Pardon me while I pardon me while I step out to the apothecary to pick up some. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a great <laughs> knee high and some wax lips. Yeah. You know, you go see your chemist every day. Like, you, what's, what's well, you know, Patrick, remember, you can have an egg cream, but but Justine can't. So just remember that. <laughs> right. I wouldn't ah. be able to drink whiskey sours anymore. Now, excuse uh. me, excuse me, ma'am. Are them's penny candies? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. Jake, first of all, what, Jake, why aren't you going to the ninety nine cent store to get your movie snacks? What are you doing going I don't to want expired candy? What do uh, it's it's candy. It's full of preservatives. It doesn't go bad ever. No, it, it does. Trust me. So don't go to Gelson's for your candy needs. Go to the ninety nine cent store. Get something mm-hmm. that doesn't expire, like sweet tarts or lemon heads. And there you go. <laughs> it doesn't ever expire. Or, or hot tamales. Oh, there you go. That's the weather. Yeah. That's the weather forecast. Mm. Chilly today. Hot tamale. <laughs> Justine, favorite movie snack. Favorite movie snack. Sour Patch Kid. Oh, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Snack though, right? Like I can't say drink. I usually always get a drink. Okay, wait a minute. What was the question? Is, but what in the Jesus? What snack? was the What was the question? Uh, no, a drink. Wait a, drink. Wait a minute. Did we miss the asshole day? <laughs> Justine, I, I wanted to drink. Justine, we're going to do a round two, and that's going to be the Bev. All right. Okay. We're going to go food, then Bev. All right. Oh, okay. So Sour Patch is your, Sour Patch is your, that's your snack of choice. You want, you want to stick with that? Yeah. Not nachos? Nope. Those, wow. those movie nachos are good with the same 
the same uh, cheese you get when you're like at a high school football game. You know what I'm talking about? There's no dairy in that do you remember in video I asked for like extra cheese and she put it in a cup <laughs> and gave me like half of the cheese she had left? It was so much. Pretty awesome. Uh, that's right. That's what I'm like, we... did I wink, guys? Was I winking? I don't know. <laughs> that's how we well, treat no, that's people. That's somebody who knows how to enjoy some nachos. Mm. Uh, they were probably just like, I'm going to hook this bitch up. Yeah, she, she, looks like, she looks like she's not from around here. Let's hook her up. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on there? Ow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't know, but it hurt. I'm hearing beard rub on the, on the, I'm hearing fan interference. I'm hearing beard rub. No, All no, kinds no. of stuff going no, you on. Can, you hear nothing. There's a cat who's attacking me. That's, it that's sounds like a body. It sounds like somebody dragging a body out of the room. <laughs> Patrick, let's go to, out your dead. Let's go to Patrick. Call me, <laughs> just call me an a hole. Patrick, what is your kind? Favorite kind of movie snack? Oh, Skittles. Skittles, nice. Uh, Jake, your favorite movie snack? Oh God, I don't know. It changes all the time. I don't know. Good answer, Jake. For the hard question, John. We all know John loves the popcorn. John loves mm-hmm. the popping hot corn. buttered popcorn. The corn, hot buttered popcorn with real butter. Yep, John. Do you put the the cheese? Do you put any of the cheese uh, additives on there? The, remember, remember when they yeah. were doing that for a little while? Powder. Oh, that powder. No, no, I'm, I'm kind of a purist. It's just uh, just popcorn and preferably with real butter. But most theaters don't have real butter. Thank it, you, John. That's but if you were a purist, wouldn't wouldn't that be with no butter? Wouldn't wouldn't no butter be the purist? Uh, no, you got to have real butter. But this, most theaters have that crappy. Uh, it's like thirty weight oil that they put on it. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Now let me let me tell you what John does. John fills the bucket like a third of the way, adds the adds the butter, then puts on top, then puts more butter on the top. So you get the That's layers. Right. You get the layers. That's right. Yeah. What a guy. I learned yeah. that from John. All right. <laughs> what a guy. What a genius. Right. Favorite movie. <laughs> favorite movie beverage. Of course, everybody's going to say Coke Zero, but Justine, obviously. I uh, see. Oh. So you know, red and blue. So thirty dollars for Mulan is really nothing because you're making Patrick pay like upwards of ninety dollars whenever you go to the movies. Mm-hmm. No, every time those ices are like not $50. cheap at the movie theater. It's like fifty oh. bucks for the two of us. Seriously, probably. it is not cheap for those ices. Uh, Patrick, what's your beverage of choice at the movie theater? Um, because I have to pee every time I go to the movies. It's usually water. You're adorable. Why do you have to pee I when you like go? every time? Why do you have to pee when you My go to the movies? My bladder is tiny. Because you're excited? Like well, you know what'll help I that? I'm excited. You know what'll help that? Going vegan, Thanks. I hear. I hear will help increase your bladder size or something like that. It'll no, give your bladder more girth, more girth. Is that what I it is? It was girth and yeah. stamina. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, It'll ru- give your uh, kidneys girth and stamina and length. Another another rumor mm-hmm. shredded by the vegans. Uh, Jake, do you have a? is this going to be a difficult question for you? Do you have a favorite uh, movie beverage? Or are you... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be difficult for him. If they have ginger ale, I'll do that. Otherwise, I'll do... Ginger ale? What are you... Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like ginger ale. Don't I love ginger ale. At the ale. movie yeah. theater? That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, getting, that's, a, that's a little weird. That's like having like a sarsaparilla. What, it's like, like, give me a sarsaparilla. Do you get a stomach? Yeah, do, mo- do movies give you a stomach ache? Is that why you have to go for the ginger ale? 
Yeah. S- settle your tum tum. <laughs> yeah, settle your tum tum. Because I eat the popcorn and all the candy and yeah. Well, we'll get, no, you don't because you don't have a favorite movie snack. We don't know what you eat. We have no, no what idea. he's trying to tell us is he gets everything. Okay. I get everything. Oh. Yeah. John, what's your favorite movie? John just likes a Coke. John's like, give me a Coke. Uh, That's it. Just a Coke. Yeah. Simple pleasures, man. Simple pleasures. There is something about that yeah. movie popcorn. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know if it's the environment. I don't know if it's the smell that hits you when you walk in there. Uh just the uh, it's the oil that they pop it in. John had a weird thing. John had a weird thing when we went to Disneyland. He had to have popcorn, which that I've never. I know people that say I have to have a churro. I have to have a Dole Whip. Uh, but John's thing was I had to have popcorn. I don't think about popcorn when I go to. Uh, you can smell it. You, you walk down Main Street. That's the first thing I smell is the popcorn Churros. wagon. Churros. Churros. Yeah. I don't know. But you know me. I'm, I'm a popcorn nut. So anywhere we go, if there's popcorn, I'm going to smell it. Are you nut for literally. popcorn? That's one of my favorite <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> She's being horrible, John. Don't worry. Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Oh. She asked you, say? I'm not going to say it, John. I can't repeat it. It's dirty. <laughs> it's really okay. dirty. Did she say, do I have a hard on for popcorn? No, that's not <laughs> what she said. It involved the, involved the word nut. I see. I get the picture. <laughs> I get the picture. You nut. I see. <laughs> I get the picture. I see. That's her favorite drink at the movie theater. <laughs> and you go, you said you go I a suicide you, for the popcorn. You go red and blue. Yes, I do. Red and blue. Oh, nice. Ugh, God, only get blue. Red is the orange flavor. No, it's not. I can never choose between the two, so I've always done both. What's that white blueberry they have? Don't they have like a white berry? It's like a white cherry. White cherry. Mm. And that's white. only sometimes. They only have it sometimes, so I can't rely on it. Okay, yeah. So you go, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a great conversation, guys. That went nowhere. I was hoping to really... <laughs> Get into some. No, you talked about Milan. Some deep conversations. Yep. So, will you be? Yeah, that's where we go. Will you be buying it? Is that too much? What do you guys think? Is that out of your price range? Thirty bucks. I don't know. Like, I'm really excited to see it. So, I might. Too much. I support Asians. Yeah, that's what. It's the only bummer, dude, is that they're not releasing that theatrically, and it's like, well, you know, we had some. We had a nice. It makes uh, sense in a way. Makes sense in a way because when are theaters going to be able to reopen? They keep pushing the dates back. When are they really going to be able to reopen them? I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Mm-mm. I think uh, the, Chris, the Christopher Nolan thing, uh, Tenet, they're going to, I think, as much as it would be great to see that on the big screen, they're going to probably have to put that on me, you know, you, you know, something, Netflix or something. On the YouTubes? On the YouTubes. Well, yeah, they're going to have to. There were all these movies slated for release that are getting pushed back. But then the, new, happened- the new James Bond, they keep pushing the new James Bond into like Thanksgiving. Uh, what's going to change between now and Thanksgiving? I, I don't think there's going to be any. It's going to be more people sick, more people dead. It's not going to be any better to open these things in the in the fall or the winter. You hey, know? John, it's not going to happen. John, it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. It is. It is, it what is what it is. Yeah. It is what, what it genius is. said that. It is what Christ it is. Christ almighty. So, you know. 
What an asshole. We can't worry about Christ. it. Christ. We can't worry about it. Is, to, is what it is. Way to ruin a good saying is what I got to say. No, that's a horrible. Mm. That, I've always hated that saying. And the fact that no. he uses it now is a terrible saying. It's, it's just a way mm. to close a conversation when you don't know what to say. It is what it is. Right. So there's got to be a war. There's got to be something better to say than this. That. Especially when you're a president, a president addressing a national crisis. You don't want to stand up there with his thumb up his ass going, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, I mean, to be honest, where else is he going to keep his thumb? Mm. In his mouth. His ass. He doesn't know his mouth from his ass. <laughs> his ass. That's true. Speaking of, that just his reminded me. His ass. That did you remind you? Check out our friend Tony. Their uh, their new episode this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Your favorite movie is racist. They cover Pulp Fiction. They cover Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah, that's not a big surprise. Well, <laughs> Tarantino loves the N word. Oh my goodness, mm. does that guy love the N word? Yeah, uh, it's funny. Spike Lee always gives him crap about it, and Samuel L. Jackson always goes, "Nope." He's fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's, so it's it's interesting. They've been saying that for years. Mm. Or Spike Lee will call him out and say, "Well, Jackson will go, no, back off. It's cool. I'm it, not offended. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's uncomfortable. It is watching some of his movies. Sometimes it gets real uncomfortable. It's like, how many times are you going to say it, Quentin? Relax, mm. buddy. Relax. Mm-hmm. You know. All let's, right. Let's boycott Pulp Fiction. No, oh, see, now you're getting right. Republican. Now you're see. Now you're getting the Republican. <laughs> You can't level hey, any don't criticism. You ever, don't don't, you ever don't call me that level again. criticism at the things I don't like. Don't you ever call me Republican again. <laughs> well, when you don't act that way, we, will, we won't call you that. <laughs> you might as well just spit on him. <laughs> Do you like how condescending that guy? Well, when you stop. I, you thought, I thought we were friends. <laughs> we are. Listen. You were wrong. Okay. Don't. Uh, and you know. You know, bread, son of a bitch. You know that I'm a bleeding, I'm a bleeding heart liberal and proud of it. I, I just like the way you said immediately. Let's cancel public. <laughs> you went straight to the, you went straight to threat level midnight. Mm. Let's boycott mm. it. That scene does mm. make me uncomfortable, though. Why does he like saying it so mm. much? Mm. It's just the one scene. I mean, there's some more stuff in the movie, but there's just the one scene. You know. We're gonna we're coming up on the yeah. we're coming up on the prime uh, we're, we're coming up on the salad days of eighties racism too. It's gonna be fun. Mm. We're getting into some of that too. So, I mean, it's problematic, right? You know, but that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about all the all the the, the grimy underbelly of cinema. You know what I mean? It's we're, hydromatic. It's automatic. Hydromatic. That's all I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's systematic. Is it just, oh, like racism? It is a systematic repression. I mean, I mean, we can't avoid that. Yeah, well, you know, it's bound to happen. But uh, you know, we live, we do the best we can. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope nobody ever uses. <laughs> now you hear that expression, you're just like, uh, it is what God. it is. It is what it is. Fuck. Can you imagine him that bedside? It is what it is. Bedside manner, just walking around the hospitals, like grieving, yeah. grieving. Families, yeah. hand on the shoulder. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Buy my book. Buy my book. Buy my book. Buy my park products. Yeah, that. Buy my shiny metal. Ass. By the way, if you do get a chance to watch it, watch that one-hour HBO interview. Is uh, it on HBO? I was looking for it yesterday. I couldn't find it. It's uh, HBO conduct. You can find it on YouTube. I think it's Axios, but it was. Uh, but yeah. 
but I think it's going to air on HBO. But boy, Who is that interviewing him? Uh, I forgot his name. I believe he's Australian. He's covered him for a long mm-hmm. time, and he has no trouble, no trouble confronting him on his BS. No trouble whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, which you know, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of reporters here need to learn to do that. They just kind of take what he gives them and, and just you know, uh, this guy doesn't let him off the hook, and it's fantastic. You got to see it. Right on. You'll love oh, it. I saw that. I saw that. I saw like a interview. Like they, the news showed it really quickly. I'm like, dude, that guy's attacking. Yes. Yeah, because everybody's yeah. fucking making fun of Trump right now because he's a fucking idiot. It mm-hmm. was good. <laughs> I only saw a little clip and I thought it was amazing. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about that. That's our news campaign slogan. Uh, it is what it is. So. It's like the verbal equivalent of a shrug, you know what I mean? So Right. Yeah, what are you right. gonna do? I love it. You guys, what time is it? Time, time to go. go. I love when you guys say that. We yeah. love when you ask it. <laughs> sure we do. That's what we tell them. Guys, it's time for the digital movie club. Let's get excited about that. Are you pumped? Digital movie. No, 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 no. No, that was that was that is not what did that is not the sound. Movies of the digital persuasion. Movies of the digital persuasion. Digital movie. You're in the club. Patrick, you're off today. Are you okay? I thought Jake was the one that was drinking. I'm having fun. (laughs) They're like the Corsican. They're like the Corsican brothers. Jake drinks, Patrick gets drunk. I love the way he says it. I'm having fun. Good times. We watched two 1980s classics. One has permeated the pop culture like no other. The other one had Kevin Costner in it. So, uh, let's talk about... Which would you like to do first? Justine, it's always ladies' choice here on the Superiority Complex. Which would you like to do first? Predator. Predator. Give us the num- Give us the rundown on Predator, please, Patrick. All right. This 1987 film received 7.8 on IMDb, 81 on percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Dutch, a soldier of fortune, is hired by the U.S. government to secretly rescue a group of politicians trapped in Guatemala. Guatemala. Me. Guatemala. <laughs> I was talking to Guatemala. Uh, sorry, my Russian's kicking in. Uh, but when Dutch and his team, which includes weapons experts Blaine, a CIA agent George, land in Central America, they sun, uh, something is gravely wrong. And after finding a string of dead bodies, the crew discovers they are being hunted by a brutal creature with superhuman strength and the ability to disappear into the surroundings. This released June 12th. Uh, original budget was $18 million, Grossed a whopping 98 Four million dollars. Wow! This movie was massive. Uh, this was one of the movies I remember going to see with my buddies from high school. We were just starting to drive around this time, 
Uh, and my buddy Dan drove us to the theater. We went right after school one day to see the Predator. How about that? Memories. Let's talk about guys. How did you first? How did you first come into contact with the movie Predator? Was it through cultural osmosis, or was it by watching the movie first? I'm interested to know how you guys came to, to become fans of this movie. I know we're all big fans of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're all big fans of lines like "Stick around." And uh, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what you're thinking, Justine. Had you seen this before? Your parents seem to be pretty good uh, purveyors of pop culture to you. you. You saw a lot of the movies that we've seen. We've seen in the '80s were passed down to you by your parents. Were you familiar with this one? Or was it too scary? Too scary. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. It's usually on TV when I was little. So, uh-huh. I mean, I was only one when it came out, so I didn't watch it in theaters. Of course. Um, As a so one-year-old. Whenever I was on TV, it would always be on cable. Like, I would find it on, um, on TV somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I would... I have a friend that's always watching older movies and anytime I was over this movie usually was on there beautiful love it Billy 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 anytime there's so many movies there's so many (laughs) anytime Um, let's talk about it Justine do you like this movie oh okay I thought we were going around I thought so too well, Justine, do you like this movie? Don't tell me if you if you don't don't give me the details yet. But do you like this one? Yeah. Okay. All right, Patrick. How did you discover Predator? Uh, I probably saw it for the first time when I was like maybe eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was watching it. I think I was watching it at home, and somebody was just like, "Hey, we're gonna watch Predator." And like, what is this? I love it, and you loved it from the minute you saw it. I have feelings about this movie. (laughs) Jake, was this one that your mom introduced you to, or was this not part of the 80s canon that you were introduced to at a young age? This was part of the 80s canon. God, your mom is fantastic. My mom showed me. She is. She is. She loves all... I don't think she got into some of like the 80s movies. Movie didn't show me a whole lot, but she showed me like a like the most popular ones. Whoa, You're a little laggy there. This being thing. Hmm? Okay, no, I got a little bit of lag on your. Uh, end. You're okay. You're good. You're good. You're good now. Uh, so your mom did show you that one. So that they, yeah, this is a pretty big movie back in the day. This is huge. It was a huge hit. A lot of people would consider this the ultimate Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, aside from Terminator, maybe. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll get we'll more to that as we go around. John, you saw this in theaters, yeah. of course. Oh yeah, we caught all the Schwarzenegger movies. Uh, Alex and I, we probably caught every one of them. So yeah, it was a summertime movie, right? Came out in June. Yep, so, that's it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Towards the end of the school year, we went yeah. to see it. It was like we had like a week left to school. I remember going yeah. to the theater, the old La Mirada yeah. Six at the old La Mirada Mall, and see it there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, it was a Pacific theater. Had two yeah. two huge auditoriums with seventy millimeter screens and six track Dolby stereo. John, 
Yeah, I caught a lot of stuff there. Oh, good good times. It was the 1980s equivalent of the Dolby Cinema now. Uh, you know, it was kind of like that. It was the biggest theater. I think yeah. it was the, it was like you only oh, you had to go to like Man's Chinese to get that size of screen. Uh, and it right. Was right, right there right. in a neighborhood theater in Lamra. Uh, yeah. So let's go back around Justine. Let's talk about it again. You watched it again. How how did you? What were your feelings watching it this time? Um. Now I think some of them are cute. I didn't at first. Like who? who's cute? I think Bill is cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the guy with the glasses is cute. I forgot his name. The one who tells all the jokes? That's yeah. Shane Black. <laughs> yeah, Shane Black, yeah. The screenwriter wrote Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I don't know what the story is, how he ended up in this movie, but that's him. <laughs> wrote Iron Man 3. Yep, yep. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yep, yep. Told some great jokes, too. There's got to yeah. be a great story how he ended up. I don't know how, but he ended up in this movie. Um, I remember it being kind of scary when I was little. I'm like, what? He got he turned invisible. How are we supposed to see him? Yep. Um, <laughs> this time around, I was like, I already knew. So there's really no surprises. I feel like you're not going to get like a huge reaction out of me now, which is disappointing. But it was cool. And then he realized. That like it takes a while for him to realize that he can't see him because of the heat, and I don't know. I thought it was cool, but yeah, I like I like the characters. I honestly thought, hold on, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Who's the guy towards the end? He's like the last guy to die. He was the one. So I think he. He's the one that was on this tree stump, and you don't see him die. It was Billy. Yeah, that was Billy. Uh, Sonny Landham. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Billy. He stands oh. on the he stands on the on the the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, Billy should have lived the whole time. From what I was watching of him, I'm like, he's very observant. He only died because he. Well, yeah, he basically sacrifices mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. Okay, wait, we we lagged there a little bit. You, you you were saying, Justine, he basically died. Why? He died sacrificing himself, but I'm pretty sure he would have lived past Arnold. No question. You thought he was a you thought he was more capable than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Capable. All right. He's observant. And I feel like he can blend in with the trees and do more of them. He was the one who first noticed to look up and just stared off. That's right. He had like the thousand yards. It was, stare. It was I was creeped out because I forgot that the guy, that predator can take over your voice or like mimic it. And it freaked me out at the end. I'm like, that laugh is creepy. Uh, 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 uh. That one? That's right. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. And that that little, I can't do that noise. Anytime she goes away. I love it. That's a good, that was a good, uh. Yeah, I did like Billy. I remember Billy. Billy was my favorite, uh, you know, because he's like the tracker dude. He's like the tracker guy. And, uh, you know, you thought maybe, you know, all the other tough, the guys, the other guys were kind of tougher. Billy was just kind of quiet, didn't really Mm -hmm. need to show how macho he was, but he had it down. He was under control. Like, yeah, you're right. He he sacrificed himself, but he really should have lived longer. Um, 
and it did take uh, Schwarzenegger. It does take him a while to figure it out, but I do like that eventually he does figure it out. You know what I mean? He didn't figure it because of the mud. The mud gives it away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Um, I when they're doing like the high fives and he's holding a tree and then they like zoom in on his abs. I was was not there for that at all. <laughs> Why not? But Justine, that was in there for the ladies. Mm-hmm. The best part. Not. That was for you. Nope. It was for you guys. That was not for a lady. That was for nope. you guys. That's a Hey that's, ladies. That's so that's so guys could be like, Yeah, hey, I want to be like that dude. You know what I mean? Look how tough <laughs> it, that's- was, it was for you guys like John for popcorn. You guys loved it. I just <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> ah, like a boner. Mm. What's the matter, Justine? See how you got you pushing too many pencils? Is that what it is? Come on. Come on. What's the greatest in cinematography history? Oh, that great. That money shot of just the biceps when they're doing the hand slap and they just show that 45 seconds of just rippling biceps. How did you not love that? Oh, that's part yeah. of the movie. And he's all, you had enough? Mm-hmm. Ah. So, Live, love, eat. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Come on. This is all bullshit. All of it. The cabinet minister, the whole business. This is bullshit. This is all bullshit. You know, all now, of it. When we, see, when we see one of these, I keep thinking of Rainier Wolfcastle. You know, all those lines that they use in The Simpsons. Exactly. Rainier Wolfcastle. You know? Mendoza! <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm here. Come on. Kill me now. I'm here. Come on. Do, Do it. it. <laughs> Do it. I'm here. Come on. Do it. And of course, get to the chopper, which I don't listen. I don't want to sound like I'm a I don't want to sound like I'm a sage. But that hit my ear really in a weird way when I first saw it in the theater. It's like, why would a guy who's not even American say the word chopper? Like that's such an American slang. We gotta get to the mm. chopper. You know, why would a German yeah. or an Austrian say, get to the chopper? You know what I mean? Why not? That, well, bothered, that bothered me too watching it. I was like, that doesn't go well. Yeah, he doesn't sound it's not something he would say, get to the helicopter or you know, or get to, you know, he'd say something else, but not chop off. Mm. Such an American get slang. Get to the helo. <laughs> something, huh? Get to the Zeppelin. I guess you can't say that, but yeah, mm. it's kind of weird. John, you don't like you John's John's poo-pooing it like, hmm. You think a German guy well, would no, say No, I mean for uh, well, for all you know, he's been living in America for 20 years, just like Schwarzenegger had been living in America for 20 years, you know? Mm, still. Don't, don't poo-poo. Don't poo-poo on it. I, I, I poo-poo. Don't I don't know. Poo-poo. If I, Do a poo-poo. Mm. If you're going to poo-poo, go to the bathroom. I'm gonna, Justine and I are Do on the poo-poo. same page. It doesn't sound right. It just sounds weird. I think Joppa! Yeah. I think that's why. Because it gives them an opportunity to say, Joppa! Yeah. It just doesn't sound... Uh, it's like in uh, yeah. True Lies, they give them all this really weird slang to say, and not all of yeah. it. This is the bright boy alert. It's like, wow, what? that's why would you make him say that? Um, <laughs> but hey, listen, we love it. You know what I mean? Like we love it, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean we love everything about this movie. So it's going to get tens from everybody. I'm just nitpicking at this point. So let's move on to my man Patrick. Let's talk about it, Patrick. Um. This is by far one of the best Schwarzenegger films of all times. It has some of the best one-liners Stick around. in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, this is just like him at his peak. I enjoy this more than Terminator. Uh, mm. 
because That's it has a bold that, it, yeah i mean it has more of like you get that sci-fi element from terminator but you get more of it from this and like it's just he's believable more in this than i think in terminator for me because he's a little wow. vulnerable yeah yeah like he, he's you know he can suffer um but he's like not a robot. My favorite parts is like when you see the green blood hit the leaf and the girl finds it. Nobody is paying attention. She's just freaking her shit out. That's right. It's great. And then she's all, "Give me the weapon." Give me the weapon. fun movie. Give me the weapon should be as just as good of a line as "Get to the chopper." But uh, um, people don't uh, really glom onto that. I want you guys to really. I always wanted them to make uh, a Predator Two where he goes to the Predator's planet and hunts them. They did make Predator 2 with Danny Glover, man. Yeah, but not but he with comes to New York, there. right? <laughs> it's New York or L.A. I think it's L.A. Mm. Guys, are we not going right. to talk about the amount of squibs in this movie? And this is really the pinnacle of the death dance, the bullet, the bullet riddled death dance. Great. You see a lot of that, that whole scene where they they take over the camp. Um, you're doing a lot of stunts. They have the guys flying. You have the the guy doing the head first uh, tumble out of the the, uh, the 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 tower. Come on, guys! This is and then you get Crazy Mac in the tree with his knife, talking to the moon, telling him he's going to cut him up real quick. Yes. Um, Predator Two is in L.A. Thank you so much, Justine. Still, it would have been it would have been a fun take to see him end up on Predator's planet and have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, let's see. Uh, there's two Predator meets Alien movies. Do they ever show you what the Predator planet looks like? I never uh, saw any of those. They don't go to it, but I think they do it in like flashbacks or uh, mm. like exposition clips. And, mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, you get a little bit of the mythos, but not much. Um, I like, saw I mean, both of those. They were very forgettable. I saw both of those. And they were, they were both very forgettable. You're forgetting the plot line as you're walking to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> yeah. So good. But Predators, he's a, he's a scary monster. Like, just the whole makeup getup is creepy. Not only that, it's because he's intelligent. He's not a monster. He's yeah. a hunter. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's he's wily and he's. What if they would have made Predator and he would have been like the intergalactic version of Elmer Fudd? What if he would have got the dumb Predator? <laughs> I think they've dumb done predator. some um, some comedic spoofs like that, where he's Elmer Fudd, pretty much. There's a great uh, short uh, online if you can find it where the Batman fights the Predator. It's really good. I forgot what it's called. Oh, that was a comic, wasn't it? Uh, well, there was a there was a there was a short. It was a a short done about maybe ten, fifteen years ago. Really great, mm. really great. It was like with YouTube's burgeoning days, and uh, it's mm. actually really well done. Really, really well done. Uh, I won't tell you who wins, but uh, you know the Batman. You know, you can't be Batman. The- always wins. Hmm. I don't know, John. It's the mm-hmm. ultimate. It's the ultimate hunter. He- he didn't win that first time, you know, when they shot his parents. Wow. <laughs> You're going to go there, huh? <laughs> He's not even Batman yet. Or is it? You think that's funny? <laughs> it is what it is. So anyway, we go. <laughs> let's go on yeah. to Jake. My man, Jake. What do you think of this movie, yeah. Jake? 
Oh, this movie's great. Love it. It's just it's it's so fun. It's you know the story's not super deep and involved. But what are you talking about? It's just, what do you the, mean? What do you mean? What are talking about? Is the the deception, the cabinet minister, the whole business? He's betrayed. He's having such a bad day. Like shit just keeps getting worse for him. No, no, no. Everything just shit hits the fan, and it's fantastic. Yep, predators and predators. Ter- the predators terrifying. He is. When I first saw that, uh, yeah, I think I was around the same age as Patrick, maybe yeah, eight or nine years old when I saw it. And yeah, he's uh, especially when he's in the he's in the trees and just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mm -mm, not having that. A little scary for you. A little bit, a little scary, a little scary. But no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger just gets down and dirty and it's like, all right, it's like man versus beast kind of thing. Yeah. Are we not one hunter versus another? Are we not gonna talk about uh, Carl Weathers in this? The great Carl Weathers? Dylan. No. What happened to you? You used to be somebody I could trust. He's a bastard. Man. The bastard. All, I, I woke up. You should I, wake up too. Yeah, I got smart. You should. I think mm. you better had to love it. We got Bill Duke. What's with the tie? This is, yeah, great movie. Come on. All right, John. What do you think, man? Does it hold up for you? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's a different take on the whole alien lands on Earth thing. Usually, they, just, they land in a city and start taking out all the civilians pretty easily. The idea that he's battling these guys that are, you know, pretty, uh, pretty talented in their own right as far as battle and warfare. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's an interesting that's an interesting matchup. It's not your typical take on an alien running amok on Earth, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, and the fact that like he's so well suited to basically murder us is crazy. And these are supposed to be the best of the best. These guys are like special ops and uh, CIA and Navy SEALs or whatever they are, mercenaries. They're supposed to be the best of the best, and he's just picking them off. And that's when you realize, you know, how can you stop this guy? Because if anybody could put an end to him, it would be these guys. And because. He can uh, camouflage, turn invisible, and he's got all this high-tech uh, weaponry. You know, it's like, uh, who's got a chance? So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a different take, you know. And also, it's scary because the first time you see what he can do, he has skinned those three people and hung them upside down, and that's pretty yeah. frightening, you know. What? Uh, that's not the, sort of, uh, not the sort of thing you usually see early on. You just go, holy shit, look what, he, look what he did to these people. You know, this is not a human being, you know. That's usually towards the end of the movie. I mean, the yeah. fact, too, that you really don't see him for the first third of the movie makes him all the scarier. Right, right. It's good that they kind of ratchet up the suspense. Sometimes these movies, they feel like they've got to do the reveal early on. And it's kind of cool that it takes them a while to figure out what he is, you know. Um, it just makes it that much more suspenseful. You wonder, are they going to be able to figure it out? And so when he finally does, oh, yeah, totally. it's kind of a, it's a good payoff, you know. What the hell are you? Yeah. Yep. That's but it. The, uh, yeah, that last shot of him sort of mimicking him and laughing, you just go, God, that's kind of creepy, you know? Because you finally get a really good look at his face. You see his eyes, and you're like, this is pretty <laughs> This is pretty chilling, you know? He is, a, he is an ugly When beast. his mouth opens for the first time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, what, that was Stan Winston, right, who also did yeah, uh, Stan Winston, Jurassic, Stan the Jurassic Park dinosaurs? Yes, sir. Yes. What a guy. Yeah. 
crazy, man. Um, skill is pretty amazing. That is you know, one of the physical effects. That's pretty damn good. That's one of the all-time great movie uh, movie monsters for sure. Iconic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the make up there with Alien. And the makeup effects hold up, you know. The, you know, there's, you know, what's yeah. funny? There's so little. There's so little of, you know. You see the ship land, but there's very little in the way of of any kind of special effects with like green screens and stuff like that. A lot of it's, you know, the costume, and a lot of it's, you know, the the physical stunts. So this movie ages well. I mean, you have some of the like the, like the you know the '80s infrared maybe doesn't hold up as well, but uh, you have a lot of physical effects that still hold up. The makeup. And the, all that. The, the best thing you can say. The best thing you can say is it doesn't look like a guy in a suit. You know. No. It's very, very tough to do these things. Same with Alien. They never look like a guy in a zip-up suit, and that's about the best compliment you can give it. You know. No, they look. They look real. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a huge. He's a you know he's a towering creature, and uh, you know dwarfs Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's really really. Really, really well done, and you know those scenes still pack a lot of uh, pack a lot of punch because you really feel like yeah. Schwarzenegger's in danger because you you don't feel yeah. like you, you don't feel like he's got the upper hand at any time during the during the the fight with uh, with the alien, you know. And in most mm-hmm. movies, yeah, it's true. In most movies, it feels like he's he's the one. Mm-hmm. You know, you just figure he's not going to go down. This one, he barely makes it to the end. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's rank it, Predator. By the way, great score by Alan Silvestri. I love that that score. There you go. There you go, Jake. Suspenseful. Suspenseful. I love it. Uh, Jake, what do you give it? Predator. Ooh, give it a nine. All right. I'll give it a nine. Justine? Seven and a half. Wow, Jess. What? You only asked if I liked it. Yeah, you didn't love it? <laughs> I liked it. What would have, what would have made it did better you for... Ask, what, Justine, did, normally you say, did you love it? Is this, and I would go, no. Justine, what would, what would have made this better for you? What Or what, what detracts it from being a higher score? It's an Arnold film, so they're going to show his muscles. They're going to have him say stupid lines. Mm-hmm. No, not his nose. <laughs> Not his muscles. It's, Not his muscles. It's his muscles. It's his movies. I just, I don't know. It's his muscles. What about? Uh, I mean, there are movies I like him that are his, but I just, I can't, I can't take him seriously. You, but you also Honestly, got, you also got Jesse the Body in here. You, you got to hear a uh, little Richard. Uh, you got to hear a little Richard song. Mm-hmm. You got some jokes. You get to hear horrible jokes. You got Billy. Yeah. All right. Okay. I respect your opinion. Um, Patrick? I'm going to give this eight and a half. 8.5. All right. John? I give it a seven. Solid seven, huh? Not you as- know, it's kind of true. It's it's kind of true. You can o- it can only be so good because it is an Arnold movie. You know, it's only going to rise to a certain level, and so seven's pretty high. I think I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. Sir. What is that? What is what? That sound. Somebody training in their chair. Hmm. All right, guys. Hmm. Let's move on to. It's Mario. Let's move on to the Untouchables. 
All right. This Woo. 1987 film, 7.99 on 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. After building an empire with bootleg alcohol, legendary crime boss Al Capone, played by Robert De Niro, rules Chicago with an iron fist through prohibition agent Elliot Ness. Attempts to take Capone down, even his best efforts fail to do to widespread corruption within the Windy City Police Force. Recruiting an elite group of lawmen who don't uh, won't be swayed by the riots or fear, including Irish American cop Jimmy Malone, Ness renews his determination to bring Capone to justice. Wow. Uh, with a release date of also summer, June third, nineteen eighty seven, so a week before the other movie. A uh, budget of $25 million. This grossed $76.2 million. It was a hit. It was a hit. Directed by Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, our first and I believe our only Brian De Palma film. John, what was Brian De Palma famous for? Carrie? Hey, he, did, he did Carrie and Dress to Kill and uh, uh, did Scarface, most famously, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know. He was a, you know, it's he it hasn't done much lately, but he was a heavyweight, you know, at the time, yeah, yeah. With and the, Ennio Morricone, the late Ennio Morricone, the maestro, did the score for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, did, even, did you catch? Oh. Did you catch the uh, screenplay by David Mamet? Yeah. Wow. Mamet. Well, you as soon as you start hearing all the f words, you know that Mamet. Uh, Mamet's involved. Yeah. Um, That's right. And De Niro playing. Uh, I believe he actually gained the weight for the role. Being the method actor mm. that he is, he uh, yeah he, he beefed up and boy he does not he looks like himself but he doesn't he's got the the you know the bald I think he has a prosthetic nose yeah but uh, possibly yeah, you can tell it's him but uh, boy oh, he, yeah he does it you're, you're right the hairline the hairline's what does it and uh, I'm sure he he beefed up but he probably thought eh compared to Jake Lamotta this is a drop in the bucket <laughs> sure. Sure, and uh, you know he's he's basically a, he's got a supporting role in this one. He's not has a few scenes, but nothing you know here and there. You you, you hear about him more than Mem- you see him. Memorable, but very memorable. The scenes are very memorable. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. What scene is definitely very mammoth ish is the scene at the dinner table when they're all around the when he's having oh, the, with the, the bank baseball bat. with a baseball bat. That is a very <laughs> mammoth. That is a very David yeah. mammoth where he's giving the speech about Babe Ruth. But uh, let's let's yeah. go back and let's uh, let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, Justine, how familiar were you with this movie? Had you seen it before? Nope. No. No. J- Jake, had you seen this one before? I uh, never seen this one. Patrick, I'd seen parts of it. This is the first time I've watched the whole thing. Okay, first time. So let's start with Justine. Justine, walk us through your uh, your take of the Untouchables. I forgot the lead in this. What's his name? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He he looks so much like Dennis Quaid. I kept coming like Thank you. Thank getting you. confused Thank between you. the two. I have been saying this for years. I was like, was that Dennis Quaid? I have no, no, said no, no, this no, no, on the podcast. They are not nearly I don't, they don't, I don't see it. They don't, don't look it. anything alike. <laughs> it's like oh really quick God. really quick glimpses. I'm like, wait, what? No, no, it's not. Uh, but I, I noticed, I noticed I did it a lot during the film, and um, uh, I don't know. I guess they're just two white boys that just look the same. Just, um, <laughs> two skinny white boys. Well, here's here's the difference. Here's the difference. Randy Quaid has, uh, I'm sorry, Dennis Quaid has a a hint of a personality. 
That's basically the difference between Costner and... Uh, they could be fucking twins. No, they cannot. They look nothing alike. Yeah, you know, put a couple pictures side by side. They really... The face isn't really that much alike. No. Just Literally just a page. white guy and a white guy, and I just said there. Nope. <laughs> so all white guys I'm look on, alike, I guess. I'm on, no, I'm on the same page, Justine. They look the same. Anyway, um, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> I feel so validated right now. Like, I'm so happy. You do deserve each other, if that's what you were wondering. You do deserve one another. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank on names now. Um, The one Sean who Connery. was the shooter, what was his name? Uh, That would be... Frank Nitty? That, no, no, no. Yeah. You're talking about your boy Andy Garcia. Yes, so he is the guy from Ocean's Eleven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh my god, I was like, that's the guy from Ocean's. No, is he that old? Because he's so like young in this, but he didn't seem he didn't seem that old in Ocean's Eleven. I knew he was older. I just didn't think he was that old. I don't. I honestly don't think I've seen him in other movies because when he was in Ocean's Eleven, I'm like, who's this nobody? What? He's early. This wow. is early for him, I think. This like is pretty, pretty. Andy Garcia. I don't think I know him from other movies, though. I think I only know him from this and. I don't think Mario you would... is this before uh, the Godfather Three. Yeah, this is yes. before Godfather Three. Godfather Three is nineteen ninety. So this is, if you look at his filmography, this has got to be pretty early on. Yeah, this him. is early he's on. Like a kid. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Godfather Three because he's not letting us watch it. No, we're gonna watch it. Well, okay, you can watch good. it on your own. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're gonna watch it for the Digital Movie Club. Yeah, but it's not till like the '90s that the way to watch. It's, 19, it's nineteen. <laughs> Three more years. We're it's in nineteen eighty-seven, right? Yeah, now. it's actually nineteen ninety. And we might get stuck in it. We might be stuck in it for a while. That's we funny. We're, we're stuck in eighty-seven for a while. Yeah, the which coming soon. So anyways, he, he was a surprise. He was actually I was really rooting for him, but they didn't do much shooting with him as much as I wanted him to shoot. He shot a guy in the yeah. mouth. <laughs> at, the very, at the very end he got the oh, I man. think the best kill the, the last kill shot was the greatest yeah. he's on his back holding up a kid's yeah. while he shoots the, you got him yeah I got it <laughs> and the guy's yeah, mouth is open he actually he literally closes the guy's mouth with his last shot the guy literally <laughs> eats a bullet um, I just love I, it uh, I had the feels when um, the Oscar. accountant the accountant gets shot. I'm like, no, it oh, was so sad. Our friend from American um, Graffiti, Charles Martin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I I about lost it when I saw that part. I was like, why am I even continuing? I don't even want to deal with this anymore. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Sean Connery? I don't know. What? He just, he seemed like a big what? bully. Anyway, hey, you didn't think he was great at this? He won an Oscar for this one. Yeah. Wow! What an Oscar! Yeah, yeah. Did he wow. not? Christ. Did he not? Can you fact check me on that, Patrick? Please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look it up. Uh, it was like the best supporting actor. He nailed it. He nailed. Wow! It. Oh yeah! Nailed it. Nailed it. You think it was his best performance? Because I don't think so. Yes. Well, a lot of times with the Oscars, they're giving you an Oscar because they feel bad they didn't give it to you years before. He deserved one they, they for Zardoz. Pacino, they did yeah. it with uh, Paul Newman. And I think they're sorry that he didn't get it for, like, the Zardoz. man who would be king or Zardoz. one of those movies, you know. Zardoz. <laughs> Zardoz. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like, for me, he was a distraction for the Best film. supporting actor. He, he won the Oscar, go. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Henry Ward's the best uh, supporting actor. I agree. And and you know honestly, he was I good, but I really distracting. I found him distracting. really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know what? I, I don't think it's that? so much that he's distracting. It's that Kevin Costner plays the. Here's the thing. We're going to get to a Kevin Costner movie that I absolutely love. I, I I've or, never I've never been the biggest Kevin Wild Costner World. fan. I think he is uh, boring, bland. He's bland. bland. So anybody <laughs> next to Costner is going to shine, and I think that's where your your problem is with Connery. Is that he? I mean, yeah. on yeah, I would say the same thing. Costner is not; he doesn't stand out in this movie at all. Um, I wanted to like him, and it just was—it was falling short for me. I was like, I don't. Yeah, I have no feelings for you, and I'm supposed to like you. Yeah, to be this family guy, but I—they didn't spend enough time on that storyline for me to care. Um, well, he's such a—he's such a goody two shoes that it's—it's oh, hard I, to like a guy. Yeah. I hate that bad guy that killed the majority of them. I hate his face. He has no white on his pupils, and that's not right. Oh, Frank That's Nitty. why they got that guy. Yeah. yeah. Billy Drago. That's why they get him. Whenever they need a really slimy guy, that's who they get. It's the face. Half of it is the face. He looks like a lizard or a snake, you know? Hey, mm-hmm. yep. hey nice house. I said, hey, nice house. Like, he says it like a second later. Tell Ryder, Justine. Yes, yes. And what? Tell Ryder. Um. See, I love that at the end when he goes, yeah, he squealed like a stuck Irish pig. And I love when he's like, what did you say? And he just pushes him <laughs> off the roof. I thought that was the greatest. That's the one time <laughs> Kevin Costner shows any emotion in the whole movie. It's yeah. like that scene. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, you got you to gotta love that. And they say, where is he? He's in the car. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so just seeing you, were, you, I did. I liked the only part I really liked from um, Sean Connery because I just didn't really find him as believable. But I honestly think he was just distracting for me in the film because um, mm. I'm like, oh, it's Sean Connery, and it's I James just kept uh, his gadgets. Uh, no, I would say I was more judging him the whole time. I was like, do I like this guy? Do you I know like what? I think Justine, it's because you don't like Sean Connery, so you brought that baggage with you to the movie. <laughs> Exact. I think he was distracting yeah. from me personally. Yeah, um, I get it. And since we love just, him, it was good. It was good baggage. We're already giving him points just for showing up. You know. <laughs> well, I thought for you know, like compared to like what he does in like James Bond movies or whatever, I felt like he had more. I felt like he had a lot more to do here, and especially Which in the. It's, it's, well, the scene when he the, like think about the scene where he uh, he's fighting with the with the other cop. And uh, th- mm-hmm. that, that scene, I was watching that scene. I was like, first of all, this scene looks believable. It looks like two old guys really beating the crap out of each other. But then he really, you know, the whole thing where he's like, you know, he, he brings it up and he says, I'm going to rat you out for everything you ever, you've ever done. And he's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't eat my dinner for the, like, because I'm so sick to my stomach about what's going on, you know? Um, uh, I thought that was like a really good. I thought there were some really. He had some really good scenes because it could have been all just like. A, it is a very showy part. You're right. It is a very showy part. But I feel like he brings a little. He brought a little something to it. And oh my god! You loved you loved that a machine gun shot him up like crazy in the chest, and he still crawled his way that, and still held on and still had time to talk and reach for things like. He's, oh come on, Justine! Cut him a break. He's Sean Connery he's, for Christ's sake. Sean, if anybody could, if anybody could survive it, it's Sean Connery. Yeah, of course. 
He's 00. He was the original 007. I told okay. Patrick, I was like, did you see where the gunshot? It was right here on the chest, right here. Is the <laughs> Stuck in my chest while she's doing this. He's oh, stuck right just being going, wait a minute. <laughs> right here. How does he live? How is he still crawling? They, what is happening? They uh, squibbed him up. They squibbed him up, man. He got squibbed up. Um, uh, I did like the part where... Oh, what was um? Dang, you guys kept talking, and I totally forgot. Sorry, oh, oh, sorry. I was I was uh, wondering though, when does the last crusade happen? Before, or after this? After this, this kind of revived his career. This kind of revived yeah. Sean Connery's career. Is it like quickly after this, or just like because he pretty much looks like his part? Two but years, not a two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say about the movie anymore, but I forgot that part. Okay. What, I guess I'm done. All right. Did you like Robert De Niro as uh, Alphonse Capone? Um. Yeah, he kind of did like a Joker move, killed that guy at the table. That is a good scene. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He needs I, to show you don't fuck with Capone. He did it, and I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you shot who's boss? Um, on I liked the scene in the. I felt like he did a good job in the courthouse, actually. Oh, at the end, yeah. Is this- I like his. He's always good at a smug, smug look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kept doing that, and then when he was arguing with um, Kevin Costner, I like that part. That scene too. Yeah, that was yeah. a good scene. Uh, and again, you feel bad for Kevin Costner because you're just like, wow, you're really going up against. Like one of the all-time great Hollywood heavyweights, no pun intended, and uh, mm. you know, you got to bring something to the table. You know that really. There are scenes that really where you see Kevin Costner kind of get outacted in this one. Yeah, and which is a shame because when in Silverado he's so good in that supporting role. You know, he he's so good as the as the little brother in Silverado. You know. Uh, that you kind of yeah. you, you you know he can you know he's, there's a personality in there somewhere, right? But uh, it just it's, right, it's hard. Right, to, right. It's I hard. remember. I remember. I remember. Okay, let's talk. No, to- I remember what I was going to say now. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. The scene I liked from the scene I liked from um, Sean Connery was when he shot up the dead guy in the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part. That part. I was like. Yeah, that's nasty. What a jerk. <laughs> Messing with this dead guy's body. But very good. I really like that tactic. <laughs> the, the only way, way, I don't like method. the way you guys, yeah. This is all the only... Okay. The only way they were going to get that guy to talk. That was brilliant. The only way we can get this guy to talk is to scare the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? The guy that they shoot, the guy that who's already dead... He's. We're about to run into him as a bad guy for about two or three movies. We're going to see him reappear, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't speak English in this role. It's weird. It's weird because uh, you know he's obviously Italian, but uh, he, I think he only speaks Italian in the movie. Um, but uh, we're going to see him speaking perfect English in a couple of movies here. But uh, yeah, that is a great scene. That's a, that scene is the one scene that just doesn't seem to fit with the rest of the movie. Where they're out riding horses, and you know, uh, that whole scene is kind of weird uh, to me. Uh, well, it's Canada. You know, yeah. it's Canada. It's supposed to be weird. It's supposed to be like there's all these city guys out of their element. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, let's go to my man Patrick. Patrick, what did you think, my man? Um, I really found this movie interesting. I've watched a lot of uh, documentaries about Elliot Ness and Al Capone, and so like it was really cool to see it uh, kind of played out. And like they did a pretty good job. Um, I, there's a lot of you know creative license, obviously, but overall, like the general points, like they, they hit, which was kind of cool. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting and it kept me pretty enthralled the whole time. Uh, the music was a little heavy for me. Like it oh, felt yeah. like they were trying, uh, I mean, it makes sense who, you know, because of who the composer is, but like, it just felt like it was a little much. Well, yeah. Cause, cause, uh, Ennio Morricone tends to write very operatic stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. This, it just, it didn't quite fit. Yeah. This was shot in a more realistic style. Then, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, it's a little heavy sometimes, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's good, it's just it was definitely heavy. And then I think the only other part that really bothered me was the blue screen, uh, when he's on top of the building. It's a great scene, but the, the background was a little distracting. Oh, that wasn't blue screen, it looked like it. <laughs> nope. Uh, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe you're crazy. Maybe you see you're not now you're not now you're not used to realism. See now it throws you off. See? See it might have been maybe, I don't know. You know. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It, it doesn't look realistic like just because of the way it's not the shot of like him standing on the building. It's the one of from the ground looking up at him. So it's him and then the sky's reflected behind uh, him. Just the way, oh, maybe like, that one. Maybe just the lighting. But for me it looks like the angle's too extreme and it doesn't make sense. Hmm. But I mean, overall, like I, I thought this was a great movie. Um, Robert De Niro is fantastic as Al Capone, and uh, I thought Sean Connery was great. Like I didn't have any issues with him. Yeah, um, that's because none of uh, you guys have issues with him. <laughs> but uh, you have issues. <laughs> you have issues with James Bond, and you carry those over to Sean Connery. That's what it is. Well, all you've shown me is I'm, Sean Connery I'm gonna, and him. I'm gonna, until ma- now. I'm gonna mansplain. I'm gonna mansplain this to you. All right. So just my tell, thoughts. Just I'm gonna okay. mansplain your own thoughts. To okay. You. Now, I love now, that. Now, my listen. thoughts and my feelings. You're gonna mansplain. Yes, your feelings? I'm mansplaining okay. what you're feeling right now. Yeah, this is why you feel this way. And this is why you feel this way. So no, I'm just kidding. But what about Zardoz? <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> You're not uh, helping your case. Here. These are the movies. What, uh, these are what I know. These are my. Shows well, you've seen movies. you've seen the Last Crusade. You love them in the Last Crusade, right? I do. I love them in the Last there, Crusade. There you go. There you go. We're, you're and he's, you don't even you don't even think of James Bond when you see that movie. This is nope. the start of a mini golden age for Sean Connery. We're gonna get we're gonna get to some. We're gonna have a couple of Sean Connery movies coming up. Uh, that are, we gonna watch The Rock. Uh, this is oh, this, yeah, we are. Yeah, this like bookends that part of his career. You know, it's like Untouchables to The Rock. He has a pretty good little run of uh, yeah. some pretty some pretty good movies there. So, yeah. um, I think the scene I really enjoyed from this um, was uh, the train station scene. That's really the part where the music in, works for me and isn't too much because of the way it's shot. Like it fits that operatic theme. And I really like that. Like that scene is really, cool. and that is taken from a, a Sergei Eisenstein film, uh, uh, called, what was it called? Uh, battleship Potemkin. Potemkin. Yeah. Battleship. Potemkin, yeah. An old silent movie. He took it right out. Yeah, it's really cool. That whole scene is really cool. The scene with the, uh, 
with the baby carriage coming down the stairs. That is a yep, that is a that. that baby could have walked. I just wanted to point that out. That is a big baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a big child. That is a giant baby. <laughs> Mom was just being lazy. He really could have walked. Could have avoided that whole situation. I that whole scene. I was like, ooh, she has a gun in there, and there's actually no kid. <laughs> Oh, you thought you thought she was going to be the you thought she was yeah. Well, because I thought for sure. Well, because when they they imply that that one lady that steps off the elevator, uh, yeah. when when they yeah. right after right before they're going to kill what's his name, uh, Oscar, right before they kill Oscar, you, you, that girl gives him the look, and then she, you can tell she knows what's going to go on. So she's yeah, you know, she's she's mm-hmm. part of the Capone organization somehow. What she's doing there, I don't know, but. Um, I remember that part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't, you weren't wrong in thinking that. Uh, just remember, what did Sean Connery say? Trust no one, right? At the beginning. Well, as soon as as soon as they show the baby in the the thing, I was like, oh, okay. My mind is just everywhere. I guess. <laughs> what? You, yeah. Well, you know. Plus that that curly haired baby could have been a little. Uh, probably, he was probably in on it. <laughs> It could have been like, a like Baby a, Herman. It's like Mini Me. <laughs> yeah, Baby Herman or Mini Me. Uh, Jake, what did what you think cigar. of this one? What did you think of this one, Jake? I thought it was great. Uh, Sean Connery, fantastic. Um, but, but who else? Hold on. I need to pull up the names of people. Charles Martin Smith. I can Charles never Martin remember Smith names. was fantastic in this. He, uh, yeah. His whole scene on the bridge was wonderful. I like when he yeah. gives himself a bracing taste of alcohol. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I did it. I <laughs> but it. he was fun. Like I, he was, he was well cast. What I love is that he was. What I liked about him is that he was like this, you know, nerdy little accountant guy. But he's not a coward. He's like actually no, just he's as not. Yeah, he's actually just as brave as everybody else on the team and wants to do his part. You know. So, uh, which is, which yeah, makes that his, was really cool. which is makes his death even more, even more tragic, you know, cause he, yeah, it's he, heartbreaking when he dies. Yeah. It was really, it really was sad. And Sean Connery's reaction to it as well is, uh, also, uh, you know, there's some, there's some emotion there. Uh, yeah, but, definitely. What, what did you think, Jake? I'm sorry. We interrupted you, my friend. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, Kevin Costner, I'm not, I'm not always a huge fan of Kevin Costner. The Postman? Yeah, Waterworld. he's not. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. So he was okay, but yeah, Sean Connery, Robert De Niro, they all did a fantastic, did a fantastic job. And yeah, that scene where Sean Connery, or where um, Jim Malone just shoots through the dude's face. That was beautiful. <laughs> it's great. Just blows that dude's face off to scare that guy. It's so great. Uh, you're mucking with a G here, pal. Um. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, I I, I do like Sean Connery's performance here, uh, but yeah. I but I understand Justine's reticence after having seen being subjected to like you know uh, Thunderball. I Eight get it. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Eight James Bond. Well, she's had to sit through eight James Bond movies with Sean Connery. <laughs> no, she only sat through four. Oh, I guess we didn't do all of them, did we? <laughs> no, we only. Well, he only did five. Seven. He did seven. Uh, he did. Let's see. If you if you if Do- you count uh, Never he, Say Never Again, it's seven. He did Doctor No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, a Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, and uh, oh yeah, I guess Diamonds, Diamonds Are, are Forever. Forever. I forgot Diamonds Are Forever. 
Well, you that, don't count diamonds are forever. <laughs> that's six. And we don't and never say never again. No, that which is not part of the canon, but that, he is James Bond in that. We don't count that one. Okay. Mm-mm. That's Seven. like that's like counting the uh, the TV version of Doctor No or Casino Royale. <laughs> well, not quite that bad. They made an an American in that one. <laughs> Hi, my name is Bond, James Bond. Um, I think they're calling him like Jimmy Bond. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, Awful. Who calls him Jimmy? Oh, that's in Diamonds Are Forever. Doesn't Jimmy Dean call him Jimmy Bond? Uh, I think that's in Casino Royale, the comedy Casino Royale. Jimmy Bond is played by uh, Woody Allen, I think. Oh, okay. Um, okay. We were with Patrick. <laughs> or no, sorry, we, we, were, we were with Jake. Jake, mm-hmm. what else did you like? Yeah. Did, like you were, you were going to look up some names here. What do we got? Yeah. Um, oh God. Uh, Andy Garcia, I thought was fantastic. Yes. It was just like, I mean, the whole supporting cast was great too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think having such a great supporting cast kind of overshadowed Kevin Costner. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, a lot of pros on that. You know, Charles Martin Smith is a is a pro. Sean Connery's a pro. Even some of the character actors they got to be like the gangsters and stuff were all really good. Mm-hmm. We're all really oh, yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, did you like Robert De Niro? Did you recognize him? Was that was that difficult for you to see him in uh, with a with a bald wig and uh, beefed up? No, yeah, no. I thought. I mean, I mean, is Robert De Niro is such a recognizable actor, especially nowadays? But yeah, even back then, so recognizable and always does a great job. He's always Robert De Niro, but he's he still brought, brings something. I'm telling you that scene. What I love is a scene. In the beginning, when the guy's shaving him and he accidentally cuts him, and the look on the guy's face, and De Niro's, yeah, just, yeah. De Niro's just like, it's all right, it's all right. I love it. I love all that. Um, uh, it's really great stuff, and it feels like an old school gangster movie. Feels like an old mm-hmm. school gangster. It, well, you guys might not know this, but this was based on a TV show with uh, Robert Stack playing Robert Ali Stack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's based on an old. That thing, 50- ran, that thing ran for like uh, five years. That was a Desilu production, and uh, that—that's what most people know Robert Stack from. So that's why they cast him in Airplane. They said we we got to have Robert Stack because of all that. Uh, he had that sort of terse delivery all through the Untouchables. Good stuff. Uh, he played it differently. He played he played Elliot Ness a little differently than Kevin Costner. A little more tough. A little more tough. A little more of a tough guy. Yeah. John, what do you think of this one? I've always liked this movie. I, it's this is a good this is a good solid film. I'm not a big Kevin Costner fan, but in a way, his blandness kind of works for Elliot Ness because in this movie, he's kind of played as a straight arrow, kind of a you know goody two shoes man from Washington. So it almost it almost works to his advantage that he he doesn't have much personality as an actor, you know, and. Uh, He's a he's a perfect straight man for everybody else, you know. It's not like he's a bad actor. Yeah, he's yeah. just not a particularly does uh, not a particularly uh, you know charismatic actor. It kind of just falls a little flat. But uh, everybody else does such a great job, you just don't notice, you know. <laughs> so, um, I love all the Connery stuff. I especially love that early scene where he says, "How bad do you want to get this guy?" Because you know, yeah. I'll tell you how you do it. He brings a knife. You bring a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's how you do it in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I always loved that that speech. I always thought it was the mm-hmm. greatest. 
And, um, you know, all the set pieces, you know, the scene with the baseball bat, that's the one that got everybody's attention, especially you don't see it coming. Exactly. You don't know which guy he's going to, you're thinking maybe he's going to slug a guy with it, but you don't know which one. And then they do that aerial shot where you see the blood flowing over the table, you know, the white tablecloth. Mm. It's just such a chilling scene, you know? And, uh, you know, basically he's in that movie for like maybe 10, 15 minutes, but every scene you're just going to, a chill up your spine. He's such a badass, you know? Yeah, exactly. And when they, and when they finally get him, that's, it's very satisfactory at the end where he realizes when they say we're going to switch juries and he's all, wait a minute, what the, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know? It's yeah. great. He's like a, like a caged animal. Wait, can, but where's the justice? You, know? yeah. you just go, Oh, this is great. Is this justice? So, I mean, yeah, exactly. I ask you. So it's or when, I was going to say, or when uh, Kevin Costner says uh, why he convinced, how he convinced the judge by saying he said his name was in the book. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're just like, damn. Yeah. By the end, I like that by the end of the movie, he realizes he's had to do some things that he wouldn't have done at the beginning. He wanted to do it just clean. And, uh, hmm. and by the end, Sean, Sean Connery has showed him there's only one way you're going to take this guy down. You're going to have to play it as dirty as he plays it, you know? So, um, yeah, I just think, uh, this is one of De Palma's best movies. It just, it really feels solid, but right to the end, you know, a weak link in the movie. I think it really works. Yeah. And it's, John, this is another one where it's a period piece that feels like it, it feels like the thirties. It feels they got it right. If it didn't look like, you know, it didn't look like the 1980s, uh, you know, every, yeah. everybody. The best thing you can say, you know, when they get it right, you're not even thinking about it. And the best people for the uh, production design and costumes, when they get it right, you're not even thinking about it. You're not going, hey, that's a cool looking radio or, hey, that's a great hat. If they get it right, you're not even thinking about it. You just buy into it. Hey, this is 19, you know, 30, you know, that's it. You just buy it. Yeah. I love and that's it. that's why I like that's why something like Paper Moon works so well or uh, American Graffiti. They don't lay it on thick. You just you believe it. It's a it's a completely lived in uh, inhabited world and you just sort of buy it. And that's the best thing you can do with a period piece is not uh, not call a lot of attention to it. You know, correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. All right. Let's rank it, guys. Uh, Justine, what do you give the untouchables? I really hate the music. Um, <laughs> I would give it a, I'll give it an eight. All right. In spite of Ennio Morricone's score, which is weird to say, we're going to give that an eight. Uh, has Pat- anybody ever said, has anybody ever said those words before? No. <laughs> Despite <laughs> Ennio Morricone's score. <laughs> Patrick, what do you say, bud? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Ocho. Jake? I'll give this one eight and a half. 8.5. John Sandy? I give it a nine. John gives it a nine. Love it, John. That's that's a high that's high praise, my friend. And I'm going to give it an eight. I'll give it a solid eight. Give it a solid eight. Kevin Costner loses points for me. If it was anybody else. Yeah. If it was anybody yeah. else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. And it could have been. There's so many people they could have cast, but uh, in the end, yeah, it didn't kill it for me. If you're, if, you know what? Uh, let me put it. Let me put it to you this way, though. If if you have to battle, if it's the battle of the blands, uh, Richard, 
<laughs> Richard Gere wins out over Kevin Costner as the most bland in Hollywood. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he, you know, he's almost like a cipher. It's almost like he's not there. You know, <laughs> Richard Gere. You know. It's, it's weird. I've, I don't know what his appeal is. I've never is seen the, a Richard the ladies. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen a Richard Gere movie that I've liked ever. I agree with that. He's always yeah. kind of he's like kind of a blank, you know, kind of a blank slate. I don't know. Battle of the Blands. Uh, it's got. I got the yeah. Because Kevin Costner, we're gonna watch, we're gonna see him in Bull Durham soon, and he's got he 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 does really well in that movie. And it's really great. Yep. You know, he's so good. Yep. The script is good. He delivers it well. Um, you know, he's yeah. got a little bit of a, I agree. He's charming in it, you know. Uh, yep. He's good at playing like the washed up, you know, guy who's kind of washed up, you know, never quite, never, you know, things didn't go quite the way he wanted it to. He's got a world weariness about him. And it works. You know, it works. It's like, yep. wow, anybody. I agree. Yeah. And, but, uh, you know, he I has agree. he has flashes. Costner has flashes where it's like, wow, if only he could do this all the time. If he could channel. I think well, did you like uh, did you like Dances with Wolves? I like Dances with Wolves. I yeah. He was good in that. He's he's fine in that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and that's a long movie. Uh, but he does have some problems with that. That's my hat. My hat. That's my hat. If he comes back tomorrow, mm. I will name him Two Socks. But that's the narration. <laughs> <in> that. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> it sounds like George. It sounds like George Goebel doing John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> what are our movies for next week, Justine? Um, I only show Full Metal Jacket, and I show The Running Man. That's it. That's our double feature for next week: Full Metal Jacket that's and it. the That's It, The Running Man. That's it. That's it. All right. Just out of curiosity, uh, who has already seen uh, Full Metal Jacket? Me. Me. I couldn't wait. Never seen it. Someone told me I should watch it when I was talking about war movies. And I didn't know it was going to be part of the... Um, digital movie club. Digital movie club. Sorry. No, that's, okay. that's great. Pat- Patrick, did you say you haven't seen it? I have. Okay. Yep. I can't wait, guys. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I have. Yeah. Right on. It's going to be super exciting. And how? All right. All right, guys. Good show this week. It wasn't it wasn't a bad week, huh? Uh-huh. Not bad, not bad, not bad. It was in total, probably an Nobody, eight the whole week. Nobody broke out in rage. It wasn't a it wasn't a raising Arizona and uh what else did we watch last week? Uh Raising Arizona and um I forgot what else. The Living Daylights. Oh yeah, that was a good week for yeah, Justine. Good. That was a good week for Justine. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks for joining us once again. As always, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, give us a like on the old uh, Facebook page, Soup Complex. Hit us up on Twitter at Soup Complex. So you be. Complex. If you have any requests, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions uh, for Patrick, for Justine, for Jake, for John, we will say this transmission ends now. Fight the power.
Okay, guys, we're going to get ready to start in 30 seconds. 30 seconds, so get everything out of your system. Oh, Patrick, can you get me a water with ice, please? Please. You think you can do that in 30 seconds? Are you fucking kidding me? Please, in 30 seconds, please. 15 seconds. And make sure that make sure there's no eggs in it. I'm not freaking put meat in it. <laughs> 10. <laughs> 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Well, I guess I'm waiting. That's interesting. Wow. There's a cat there's a cat in the refrigerator. <laughs> no, that was a baby. Oh. He's <laughs> what are you doing? You're happy to leave him out? You done eating? No, leave him out. He's gonna bark. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, yes. Here we How are. How about them Dodgers? Them Dodgers. Bum, 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 bum. How about them Dodgers? We framed a baseball last week. Charge. That was signed by Vince Scully. Really? Mm-hmm. And he, wow. he hardly signs anything. Say that again. You got a baseball signed by Vince Scully? No, we framed one at work. Ah, wow. But I guess they, they were saying that he doesn't really sign very much. How'd they get him to do it? I don't know. Hmm. They told wow. him to sign his life away. Mm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think he's still mad at it. I don't think he's there anymore. Hey, he's still here. Oh, oh, he's still here. Yeah, he's just grumpy. I can hear him. We're being rustling, rustling about. I see. What? What? He told you. What? You guys ready? All right. Hmm? You guys ready? We're ready. All right. Here we go. Starting the countdown. Get ready. Get excited. Going to start at 16 minutes, 30 seconds. 20 seconds from now. Mm. Okay. Why can't we be friends? 
Because you don't shut the fuck up. All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, 